Hello, everyone. I hope you're doing well despite this extended quarantine, playing our part in the fight against the spread of this virus. So let's hang in there. Kumbaga, lilipas din to. Kapit lang tayo. Now, speaking of playing a part, quote unquote, I have the honor of having with me in this episode the man who played a major part in bringing quality theater productions. To our shores, year after year, uh, pre-quarantine that is, he produced and directed shows, and some of them even ran in other countries. Yes, ganong kalabel apa mga productions niya. Folks, I will delay no further. May I present to you the man behind Atlantis Productions and subsequently Atlantis Theatrical Entertainment Group. Oh, that's a mouthful. Mr. Bobby Garcia. Hi, Bob. Hi, Jet. How are you? I'm good. You're in Vancouver, right? I am. I'm. I'm quarantining here, so I made it. I made it right. <laughs> so, so I made it here right after that. The band's visit didn't open, so I had. I was able to make it here right after before the airports closed in Manila. Wow. Talk about last minute, huh? Yeah. Well, anyway, so how's ano, Bob? How's quarantine life over there? Um, well, I, it's, um, I mean, you make the most of it, I guess, right? We're, we're not on lockdown here. We're in a state of emergency, which, which means we're allowed to go to the, um, to walk around and go to parks and go to, um, the beaches. We're surrounded by beaches here, um, but not gather in groups and, um, and not, um, and maintain social distancing. Um, and it also it's essential services only that are open, um, but all the food, the restaurants are open for takeout and delivery. So it's, you know, it's, it's, um, you just, you have to just adapt to all of this and try and make the most of it. Cause if not, what are you going to do? Exactly. Right? Exactly. And, and that's a kind of mindset that a lot of people, even here in the Philippines are trying to, to have. No? Uh, it's not easy. Of course, different people have different ways of uh, dealing with this. But, you know, I'm, I'm still hopeful that something good will come out of this. So to all our frontliners listening right now, please, uh, please know that we will forever be grateful to, to all the help that you extend. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's also, sorry, uh, it's not just the, it's also the, you know, the, they're the frontliners and then they're the people who are doing all the cleaning in the hospitals. And I think they also go unnoticed because how will these hospitals remain clean if these cleaners don't come to work and don't continue to risk their lives for, for other people. So it's a lot of people putting their lives um, at risk so we can stay home and be comfortable at home. So I don't think we have much to complain about um, other than the mental anxiety that we go through. Exactly, exactly, Bob. Yes, and the service industry people are well uh, as well are very vital you know, in our survival right now. Absolutely. So before anything else, before anything else, Bob, I want to take this opportunity, okay, to thank you for giving me work in Atlantis Productions since 2002. Now, I don't know if it's just because you believed in me so much or you're just a masochist. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's both. <laughs> but uh, on behalf of Calvin Miliado and Noy Volante, we thank oh, you. Oh, no. We thank you. Well, um, I, I, I believe in you. I believe in them. 
Um, you you guys have given me ulcers, but that's okay. I guess that the trade off is <laughs> worth it. I hope. Um, but no, but you guys are. I mean, that was 18 years ago, you know. So that's it's it's been an amazing journey with with you and with them and I know um, with several other people who who've been around for for that long. So it's you know, I mean, you guys are. Um, family already. I mean, I saw your kids grow up, Reginald. You did. Oh, uh, guys, he just called me by my full name. He, he likes to do that. I don't know why it's three syllables, but you know, <laughs> Jet is shorter, but he prefers that. Okay, so Bob is going to... Yeah. Wait, why? how did it become Jet again? How did it become Jet? It's a long story, but okay, I guess we have the time. Uh, my dad saw this movie when he was still alive. He saw this movie called Giant, and it starred Oh, yeah. James Dean. And his name there was Jet Ring. So at least my dad wow. thought I looked like James Dean. So at least my dad thought that. So well, thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. But you prefer to call me by my full name, which is fine, which is fine. <laughs> Bob, yeah. you know, it's going to take us two days to talk about your contribution to, to the theater industry because your, your body of work is just so vast. So I'm going to move in a little bit closer into the time right before you formed Atlantis Productions, a very successful production outfit. So right before then, what were you busy with? What were you doing? Um, right before Atlantis. So I was, um, right before Atlantis, I was here in Canada getting my master's in theater at uh, the University of British Columbia. So, um, yeah, I was in school. And then um, while I was in school, on my last years when we got the rights to do uh, rent in Manila. And that's the reason I formed Atlantis actually was so that um, there would be a company that could get the rights because uh, you need to have a company. Mm -hmm. So I formed a company specifically to get the rights uh, for rent. And then we partnered with the New Voice Company and with Music Museum for the first run. It wasn't really a long-term thing at the start. No, you know, originally, I, I, I. Oh, okay, okay. It was really just for rent. That was the, the the sole purpose of starting Atlantis. Really? Yeah, it was. It was. It was just to. Well, twenty years later, look at look at what you've done, Bobby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I mean, that's that's where you look at things and you say, you know what? I mean, don't plan too far ahead because you never know, right, where, where life will take you. Okay, now having said that, Bob, so it wasn't really a long-term thing. It was something that you formed so that you could mount rent. Did you have any apprehensions after that in, in getting into, you know, the business of theater for a much longer time than that, knowing that, you know, in the Philippines, theater is very financially challenged, right? Uh, alam naman natin na hindi madali. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I, I, I think what, what the blessing that I had was that um, Ramp was a huge success. It was a big hit. Um, so we came into the scene um, with a big hit um, on our shoulders. So it was a lot easier for us to move into the subsequent productions because we were coming from from a big hit. So uh, it wasn't hard to, um, to say, okay, let's continue this and um, let's, let's move forward and let's, let's um, make this work in the Philippines. So we were just very lucky, I guess. And it, you know, you, you, 
anytime you're making a big life change, you you really think it through. But at, at that time, I really felt that that was mm-hmm. that would be the best decision uh, to make. Seeing how successful Rent was, and most of all for me, it was seeing how many new young people were coming to the theater um, because of Rent, and that excited me. The fact that we could um, sure usher in a new generation of theater goers right. um, with the shows that we were doing. I mean, that was that was really it. It wasn't hard to make that decision based on that, and it wasn't hard to continue um, onto the next show because, um, again, we were so lucky to have had a hit um, with our first one. All right, so I guess you were just taking it one step at a time, so to speak. Um, in the beginning, it was all, you know, it was really, okay, what's next, what's next, what's next? It was um, also in, in that, this was 1999-2000, um, there weren't very many players around. Um, it, it, it wasn't like it was, um, we, we thought things down a year ahead or, or now we think things two years ahead. So, well, not right now, but... <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. And you, Bob, you mostly did musicals, right? Uh, you've done a few straight plays under Atlantis Productions. Well, um, yes. I mean, if you look at the, the, the sum total of our work, it's mostly musicals. But our second show was a straight play. Straight after Rent, we did How I Learned to Drive. So it was a straight play immediately after Rent. We followed Rent up with a straight play before Jesus Christ Superstar. But if you look at the sum total... Um, you're right, it's mostly musicals because the Philippine audience really um, responds to musicals very, it's, it's, we're passionate about music. So, and I love music. So it's, um, it's a great way, I think, to tell stories and to, to bring audiences in to experience those stories. And I guess the Filipino audience likes the whole, you know, package thing, right? You have, you have acting, you have numbers, you have music all rolled into one. So let me get right down to, to my next question. And I've asked Michael Demesta this in my previous uh, in my previous podcast. Knowing what we know now, uh, this crisis that we're in globally, do you have any fearless forecast on how the quote-unquote new normal is going to be like for theater? The answer is no, I don't have a forecast. But if you look at history, listen, Shakespeare... Shakespeare in his day, was hit by how many plagues? I mean, they would shut down the theater for years, and then he would he would write, and then theater would come back. So, it, this is not a question of whether theater will survive. This theater will survive. This is just a question of the length of time, and um, and what what we need to do to adapt to certain situations. But theater will be around, and people will um, go back to the theater eventually when when it's safe to do so. Um, it won't die, so I'm not worried about it. Um, about this, you know, being the end of theater as we know it. The, the plagues have come in the past. Right. Um, they've come um, certainly at the time of Shakespeare. There were many um, plagues that derailed um, production of his shows. So it, theater won't die. I'm not worried about that. Coming from you, Bob, that that's those are really words of comfort because I've had discussions already with other, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, theater people. And they're already discussing the mechanics of how the new normal is going to be like. Parang, paano manunod yung mga tao? How are they going to be distanced? How are the actors going to be safe? How are they going to be safe, rather, in, in doing their jobs? But it's good to hear from you that you're actually very positive about this, that 
in any situation, in any plague or crisis, people are just going to jump back up doing what they do. So, so that's that's a that's a good note to have from you, Bob. Absolutely, it will it will happen. It's just when it will happen is the big question, and how we ride the tide um, until we're ready to go back on stage and perform safely and have our audiences come in safely. So it's how we ride the tide until then. But but that day will come that we will be able to do that again. I don't doubt that. And that they should come because if we look at your uh, Atlantis theatrical Facebook site, you have a lot of, you have a whole season just waiting in the wings, right? For this to, to blow over. You have the band's visit, you have Oliver, you have these things. No? Yeah, it's, um, it's unfortunate that, um, that, I mean, it's unfortunate for all the theater companies that have had to um, cancel their shows this year or postpone them because of, because of um, the crisis that we're in right now. So it's, you know, I mean, um, I have, we have a very industrious theater community and we have a very intelligent theater community. And I think everybody will figure out their way through this. Um, I think it'll, um, and, and, and because we have to figure our way through this. So I think it'll, you know, I, I, we will get there. Thank you. Thank you for those words, Bob. You're like, Winston Churchill now talking to the theater community. That's very good. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, Bob, you've been exposed to tons of theater offerings on Broadway and the West End because I know for a fact, well, you know, pre-quarantine again, that, that you would travel a lot to watch shows, either maybe as a fan or to think of what you could bring into Manila. What are your, what are your criteria? I mean, how do you choose or deliberate uh, what musical or what production to bring in to, to stage in Manila? I actually I actually read scripts and listen to um, music more than I actually see shows, especially in the last few um, years. But but yeah, I do. Um, I travel a lot more. I go to London and New York quite frequently. I used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mostly, mostly to to um, just to understand what audiences were gravitating towards. Um, and what it was, and culturally, we're very different from them. So it, it never it, it doesn't mean that because there's a hit over there, it's a hit, it will be a hit in Manila. But it was very interesting to to see um, what they gravitated towards. And for me, it was always uh, you know what. First of all, if it if it's a musical, it's always been is this music something I can latch onto, and is it interesting music for me to sit in a rehearsal every day and work with um, because if it's not I, I there's no way that I could do it and then is the story um, something that is worth asking people to come into a room is it worth asking people to sit through two hours of traffic basically and come see is the story worth it um, and do we have the do we have the talent for it because um, Oftentimes, we don't have certain um, actors for certain roles, um, especially in theater, because it's very hard to get certain actors committed. Um, again, because of they're committed to TV shows or they've already moved on to, from theater to a more lucrative um, incomes. So, um, so sometimes we don't have um, the right actors for certain roles. So it's always been those. It's been, it's, it's the music um, interesting is the story worthwhile and and can we cast this right so those are a lot of variables to consider but I think based on on the list that you gave as far as criteria is concerned 
the biggest would be, in my opinion, because the Americans or the British might like this certain production, for instance, but will the Filipino latch on to it? Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, in, in no way does it mean that because it's a hit over there, um, will it be a hit uh, in Manila and vice versa? It might not have worked over there, and it works wonderfully in, in the Philippines. Well, definitely you, you've taken risks, and the risks have uh, paid off. Now, one thing I'd like to share with our listeners that I'm really proud of in working with you and Atlantis is how you've instilled the values of professionalism in your actors and in, in, in production, most important of which I would say is punctuality. Yung dumarating sa oras, hindi na late. <laughs> Anyone who's ever worked with Atlantis knows this. Um, when they say rehearsals start at 10, they don't mean 10.01 or 10.05. They mean 10. And there's also the, the whole bit about respecting people's time. When, when you say that rehearsals end at 5, it ends at 5. In fact, I can count with my one hand the times that you would ask us to stay for a little more than five minutes because, you know, you still have your notes and everything. And then there's also the value of, of hard work uh, that, that you instill in us, Bob. You know, uh, day in, day out, you, you would do this rally call for everyone. And you seem to be a natural in doing or instilling these values in. Uh, how do you do it, really? <laughs> how do you get these actors to to get with the program, so to speak? Well, first, thanks for saying that. Jet means a lot to me. I think you know it's it's very difficult at the beginning, as 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 you witnessed, as Nyoi witnessed, as Calvin <laughs> continues to witness. <laughs> um, it's not. It's 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 very. It's it. The initial part is always difficult. It's it's how do you get people to understand um, what it is. Um, you want and why you want it, you know. I mean, I'm not starting rehearsals um, on time to be a tyrant. I'm starting rehearsals on time because that's the time we've committed to each other. And that's a mutual respect between both of us, right? I've asked you to be here at 10. I will be here at 10 because that's that's our agreement with each other. So um, I, I think um, it's getting people to understand that because there's... Um, there is there is um in in um there is a tendency for people to feel that ten is ten thirty <laughs> or ten is you know ten yes. fifteen but it's not we made an agreement to to start at ten and I will uh, respect our agreement and i you know the minute one person's late, we can't really start right especially if it's a scene partner so it's it's just respecting everybody in the room and respecting the process and um and understanding that it's become a lot easier now, I have to say, because for the most part, I'm, I'm working with people I've worked with for many years, like yourself. Um, so everybody already um, gets um, what it is. And I hope they understand why they're doing like I, uh, you know, I used to feel that early on, I used to feel that people are coming on time because they're being told to come on time. But now I get the feeling that um, people are coming on time because they want to be there on time, because they don't want to waste anyone's time. And that's sort of what it is, right? I mean, we're, yeah. not, we're not getting there on time because we're being told to come at a certain time. Yeah. We've just made this agreement with each other that we're all going to be here at 10 so we can start. So let's just respect each other and begin, right? So we also get out of here um, on time. Remember Marky, when he first worked with us, you were there. That was scary. <laughs> 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 uh, 
remember that sits, bro. Well, that's doing that's, well now, Bob. You know, I guess it's got a lot of takeaways no? from from working with Atlantis. Yeah. You know, that's that's the stuff I'm so proud of. Like people like Marky who go from zero to hero in like you know a couple of shows. It's his whole world changed and his whole understanding of what a rehearsal process was and the time aspect of it. It just changed completely. And that guy will get the rehearsals at 6 a.m. now for a 10, 10 a.m. rehearsal so just so he won't be late. Right. And I guess it's a challenge that, that needed to be overcome also by everybody, including myself, because we live in Manila, right? And Manila, we know the traffic can be so unpredictable and mostly horrid, but you know, we we do learn to adjust, diba? So, parang hindi na dahilan yung traffic. But I, I can also say for myself that if you're running late and you get there just on time, it, it kind of distracts you eh, the whole day because it, it throws you off. So, uh, thanks for that, Bob. Thanks, thanks for those values. Thanks for teaching many of us my goodness my goodness well i'm i'm very proud of all of you and um thank you for taking whatever there is to gain from that and you know making it useful in your lives yeah so my next question is uh you've done so many musicals we know that already for a fact and the characters vary from american to british to maybe even french who knows but I know that from the get-go, you're not very big on accents. What is your, what is your take on that, Bob, uh, for the actors listening right now? Why, why is putting on an accent not that big a deal? So it's, uh, it's, it's really, I mean, more than an acting choice. I think it's a director's um, choice. Um, uh, the the, the true, I mean, it depends on the show. I just did... When I was doing the band's visit, which never opened, um, it was it was integral to have accents in that show because the the show is um, the show is built on a misunderstanding um, of a town um, because of an accent. So it it was very important that everybody had authentic accents um, in that show. So we spent time on on that. But for the most part, I think that um, I think if you're, I don't know that an actor in the Philippines should feel frightened. I guess this is just my opinion. It should feel frightened of approaching a work because they have, um, they have a Filipino accent. Listen, if I went to Mexico and I watched the show there in English, I would not, I would not sit back and be like, Oh my God, he has a Mexican accent. <laughs> He's a Mexican actor. Of course he has a Mexican accent. Right, right. I don't think there is necessarily, um, I, I don't think we, we, I think we need to let go of the need to speak in such a flawless um, American or standard English um, accent for a lot of for a lot of um, the shows. Again, it's show dependent. There are shows where you have to put on the accent um, for it to make sense. Um, but for the most part, I don't think. I mean, I don't know that. I I know many um, many actors who are. Um, uncomfortable to do English language plays because they're scared of their accents in the Philippines. And I always tell them, don't worry about it. That's the last thing. At the end of the day, your soul, your truth is more important than any accent that you can, that you need to, you think you need to put on. So yeah. So I, I mean, right. listen, we're in the Philippines. Right. So let's accept that. If I went to, if I went to Spain or if I went to France and I watched an English play, 
with French actors and they spoke with a slight French accent or slight Spanish accent, I will completely understand it because I'm in that country. You know, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, they're not speaking with, with, with you know, American accents. It, it wouldn't bother me. I'm, I'm in France. I'm in Spain. I'm in the Philippines. So it's, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it's not a deal breaker for me, basically. It's not a deal breaker. So there you go, guys. So either, I guess you can use it to your advantage or not let it get in the way, uh, so to speak. Yes, exactly. So Bob, you know, um, as actors or as production people, we know how stressful things can get. With rehearsals, especially for the actor, where there are so many lines to learn and so many blockings and numbers to absorb towards uh, technical dress rehearsal, let's put it at that. And everyone else has their own stress levels. But you, being the producer and the director, you have all these things to worry about. You have the actors, you have the staging, you have the lights, you have the money side of it. How do you handle your stress, Bob? When it's five o'clock and the lights go out, is, is that over already? You get ulcers. <laughs> <laughs> Aside I, from the ulcers. I, <laughs> what happens is I go home and I watch, I watch ridiculous television. I go home and I watch um, Survivor. I go home and I watch The Bachelor. I go home and I watch... Now I watch what's that? Love is Blind on Netflix and that's too hot to handle. That's like the perfect sort of detox for me after a day of like intense work. That's how my mind, I just need to sort of tune out the day. And, you know, very early on in, in, in my, um, uh, when I was going to school for this, when, when I was getting my master's, um, one of my pro um, professors told me, um, do not ever... Um, look too far down the line because it will overwhelm you with the amount of work that we have to do uh, as directors and as a producer right. as well. When you combine the two, do not look too far down the line. I mean, understand the bigger picture, but don't look too far down the line because it will overwhelm you. So I, I, I took that to heart and I, you know, I, I deal with what needs to be dealt with um, um, for the day and if there are questions that need to be dealt with with deadlines coming up, I deal with that. But I don't think um, too far ahead as to um, what needs to be dealt with next week. I'll deal with that next week. Yo and I would help you by not texting you after rehearsals, right? So we make sure of that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you were the one who told Marky not to come to me when he came late, remember? <laughs> See, I do my part. Speaking of, you know... You know, Nyoi has not texted me at all to see how I've been doing. Huh? Yeah, he doesn't text anyone anyway, Bob. So it's okay. Don't worry about it. No, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I'll just text Mickey. Yeah, yeah. Just text Mickey. You'll be fine. Now, um, okay. Let's say things go back to quote-unquote normal. We don't know when that is. We don't know how that's going to be. But aside from the season that's already pending in Atlantis, what, what other productions do you see doing? So I don't even know if I don't even know what the season will be when when we resume because I mean it's there's so many variables in 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 these shows it's venue dependent it's um, cast dependent it's um, it, there's just logistics behind it so I don't know and 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 what is the mood of what will be the mood 
when we come back, what will audiences want when we come when we come back? So it's it's lots of unknown questions. I mean, you know, we we're it's stuff. I guess we will approach and answer once we have a better idea as to um, when we're coming back and when 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 it will be safe to do so. So I think you know. For the moment, we're just, you know, taking a breather and um, understanding, trying to um, keep on understanding what's going on in the world and what's what 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 is the priority at the moment and what are the what are the um, what the world needs at the moment um, and try and help in that way and right. um, we'll we'll deal with what 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 has to what we'll do with our season, um, I guess later in time. So uh, it's it's. Right now, it's an unknown, basically. And like what you said earlier, there are more pressing issues around us. Um, we have really have no reason to complain because we have people risking their lives, saving others, and uh, so many have lost their lives already. Absolutely. You know, anytime, anytime sickness, death, and all that, anytime that comes into play, you you just your your perspective of of. Um, how much things matter changes a bit, and I think um, our priority right now is making sure that um, uh, that the the death rate keeps going down and in the infection rate keeps going down. And I think that's what's important, and that's that's what we all need to be focused towards. And that will get us to the next place if we focus on it right now and we make the sacrifices we need to make to to get us there. Well said, well said, Bobby. Well, yeah, you've worked with the greats. Uh, you've worked with Lea Longa, you've worked with Menchu, Lauchenko Yulo, Michael De Mesa, Between Escalante, all these great people. And you also work with... Japan. Yeah, okay. That too. <laughs> 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 but you also got to work with upstarts, you know. And um, how, how's your selection process? Because, of course, you hold auditions, right? Um, to, to see who best fits the role. Are you the resume kind of of panel, uh, you see, tinitignan mo yung achievements nila, um, or is it really something that invisible something that hits you as a director? Na yeah, yeah, that's the right person for the role. It's I, yeah, I'm I'm so not into the resume at all. Um, I'm into what they bring into the room when they walk in. You know, nine times out of ten. I can already tell whether um, a person will be called back by just by how they walk into the room um, and the energy that they bring into the space. Um, I, I can feel it already. I can feel like, oh, this person's not going to be pleasant to work with for for a month, so never mind na lang. Or or that, oh my gosh, this person who I've never worked with before um, brings such a wonderful energy. So um, let's 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 get them. So it's. Yeah, it's um, you know, I mean, it's it's always great to mix the the the, the veterans, so to speak, with um, with the with the new kids, so that so that the the new kids um, are able to learn in while they're working from from the veterans um, who've been doing this for a while. I think that's very important in in the absence of proper um, schooling and proper education for theater in the Philippines. Well said, well said. Bob, you also direct concerts, right? So is that a break from doing musicals? Uh, well, I only, I really <laughs> just direct for Leia. 
<laughs> mostly um i've done i've done concerts for eric i i am uh, I, uh, the champions the, the four when they started um i did their all their first concert um but um but mostly mostly for leia um it's and it's it's i it's challenging in its own way it's because it's it's um it's everything i don't like which is which is um <laughs> which is get shows up on such a short amount of time and the challenge of getting it up in two days, literally mounting this thing in two days. Mm -hmm. Um, the stress level in those two days is crazy because you have to literally get everything together, um, in those two days, um, to get the show up. So I, I like having the time to rehearse and the time to tech and, and, um, all that. So it's challenging. It's, it's not in no way is it a breather. Um, which is why I mean, I have to. For me, I mean, I I, I mean, I, I do it mostly um, for Leia and for you know. I mean, it's we have a, a great working relationship when it comes to those things, especially where it's easy for us to communicate with each other, especially when you have two days to put it up. So um, yeah, it's not it's not easy, but it's. Um, it's challenging in a very different way. Ah, okay. So, hindi pala, hindi pala siya ganong kadali compared to theater. It has its own challenges that present It's just before. a shorter amount of time. Right, right. But it's, but it's all, it has its own challenge. Like, like, and I, I don't know, huh? there, there are some people who, who love that, who love the, you know, let's do this and then two days and then finish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um but that's not me i like i like the lengthy rehearsal process i like the um i like the, the, the amount of even the amount of tech we have i feel is too little for me um but uh but yeah it's 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 not it's i i don't have an easy time doing it i still feel very i still get very um stressed by it bob thank you so much thank you so much for giving us the time i really had fun talking to you it's been a while it's been a while since i saw you and i hope that you're you're safe there and one day uh you can come back and and do more more great work for for philippine theater thank you reginald for inviting me on this it was really unexpected and thank you i really appreciate it and i miss you guys and i hope that you the family the kids and beth Stay safe and you know, stay sane. Yeah, and you know, just count your blessings. Let's all count our blessings because um, it could be worse. So let's just count our blessings that we're here. Right. And there is there anything you'd like to tell our listeners, especially the hopeful actors out there who would like to work with Atlantis Productions one day? Is there anything you'd like to share with them? I think what I'd love to just impart upon. Um, all the young people who who hope to get into theater or even the people who are in theater is that theater will be around theater will will not die theater will always survive crisis um, because it's necessary and um, because people need it in their lives so it will be around we just have to uh, hang in there and um, be helpful where we where we can be helpful right now um, and then when it's time to go back to the theater um we can we can take part in that celebration but um that's not right now but you know when the time comes um 
I hope we will all be there because the time will come. The time will come. Prayers and patience, guys. Thank you very much, Bobby Garcia. It's been an honor. Thank you so much. Please take care. Thank you. God bless you. This is Jet Pan. Wishing everyone well. Wishing everyone to stay healthy and safe. See you guys. Bye.